everybody, and welcome to the Mosaic Campus Church Podcast. We're so happy that you decided to join us as always. My name is Steve Grimes. I get the honor of being the pastor at Mosaic and the host of this channel as well. Today's talk, we have um, a sermon from our first in-person service that happened this past Sunday. Um, usually what we do at the beginning of semester, whether whatever our first gathering is, is we do a Vision Sunday and it basically just talks about what Mosaic is all about, what we focus on, what are our priorities. And we focus on these three vision statements that are all um, encompassing of what we do. And so they are explore authentic spirituality, um, come on in and love your campus. And so we talked about this story from Acts 8 and how it just completely summarizes those three statements for us. But also it just completely summarizes what it means to live in the way of Jesus um, Philip's example in this story is just an amazing thing to go off of and how uncomplicated it can be um, to live a life of following Jesus and sharing who Jesus is to others. So I hope you enjoy this today. If you're someone who's in the St. John's area, we would love for you to be a part of the Mosaic Campus Church family. We are meeting in person now at St. Augustine's Church, which is basically right on Munn's campus. So please join us for that. There's pre-registration and all these things with the COVID guidelines. So just check out our social media. You can get all the information on that. If you're someone who you'd like to get involved in one of our teams to kind of partner alongside of us as we try to achieve those three vision statements of explore authentic spirituality, love your campus, and come on in, you can sign up at bit.ly slash mosaic teams, and you can pick which team that you're interested in. We'll get in contact with you right away. So I hope you enjoy this podcast today. As always, if you have questions, feel free to reach out, and we'll see you soon. I want to tell you a story tonight that is probably one of my most favorite stories in the Bible. Um, if you have a Bible, you can go to Acts chapter 8. Uh, we're going to look at verse 26. I don't have it on the screen. I'm sorry, just with everything, that was like the one thing that I forgot to do tonight. I'll make sure I have the scripture on the screen next week. But if you have a Bible app too, you can go to that. Um, Acts is after the Gospels, which are the first four books of the New Testament. You can swing over there, and we're going to read it in a second. But this story is probably one of my most favorite stories in the Bible. Um, and for those who have been tracking along with our podcast, I'm sorry, because we actually talked about this in the podcast a couple weeks ago. But this story, uh, to me, it sums up so perfectly what it means to follow Jesus. And even going a little bit further, to me, it sums up so perfectly the whole purpose of why we do Mosaic. And so we're going to dig into a little bit. And so for some of you who you maybe forgot some of these things, you've heard me say this a thousand times, but for some people that are new, one of the main priorities at Mosaic is that we create spaces for anyone and everyone to explore authentic spirituality. And you probably saw it on the banners, which I'm pretty sure were set up out there coming in. But it's one of our goals that everything we do we make sure it creates a space where somebody can explore what an authentic relationship with Jesus looks like. And so we do that through small groups or things like tonight. And we feel like one of the best ways to do that is through the Bible. And so we pick apart different verses and stories and see what they're talking about and how they apply to our lives. And so we're going to do that with Acts chapter 8. So we're going to read the story, and then I'll explain what the story's talking about in a bit. So it says this, As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down the desert road. That runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Candake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship and he was now returning. 
Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. So Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. And Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? And the man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and to sit with him. And the passage of scripture he'd been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. And the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. And as they rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. So the story picks up with a man named Philip who is a disciple. And if you don't know what disciples are, they were this group of Guys who followed Jesus everywhere he went while he was on earth. They took in all of his teachings. They saw him do all these crazy miracles. They were like Jesus' right-hand men, and they took in everything. And so Philip, being one of the disciples, after Jesus ascended and went to heaven, he was then commissioned basically with a major task of going and sharing to who Jesus was to everybody that he encountered. And so he had just left this place called Samaria, and he's told to go down this road that's a 100-kilometer road. So it's like from here to like, I don't know, Norman's Cove probably, which is a long trek. He's probably on foot. He goes down this like 100-kilometer road, and he's traveling, and he sees this man in a carriage from afar. And right away, if we see a person in a carriage in the Bible, you know they're rich. It's not, if they had a carriage, it's like you see someone, I don't know, like an Escalade maybe here? I don't know. I saw a Mary Kay Escalade this week. It's the best thing ever. I'm sorry if someone in the room owns that Mary Kay Escalade, but that was the best thing ever. Anyway, you saw a man in a carriage. I can do all of this because I'm not speaking to an iPhone. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> he was, saw this man in a carriage, a wealthy man, and we read in the story that this man was a eunuch. Now, this is where the story always gets awkward that you got to talk about because you got to talk about what a eunuch is. If you don't know what a eunuch is... To give you an anatomy lesson, it's basically a male without any male anatomy. Um, they were being castrated. Try telling that to a bunch of junior highs. It goes over well. And because of that, they were considered like the most outcast person from religious leaders. And so he runs into this man, this Ethiopian eunuch, and he's this rich man. And he goes over and he notices that he's reading this passage of scripture in a book called Isaiah. That's in the Old Testament. And he looks at him and says, hey, do you understand what it is that this passage is talking about? And the man in the carriage looks at him and says, how in the world am I supposed to know what this is talking about? It's like, hey, same here. I don't understand anything this Bible is talking about. He's like, how am I supposed to understand? You know, every religious leader thinks I'm an outcast, so they never talk to me. I'm not allowed to worship when they worship. I'm not allowed to be in the presence when they're in the presence. I'm not allowed to take in all of this teaching when they get to take it in. How Am I supposed to understand this if nobody will teach me? And so Philip looks at the man and says, hey, can I come up in your sweet ride? He's like, yeah, sure. Just don't get it dust up. Put your mask on. I don't want COVID. Gets in the carriage, and he notices this passage is a prophecy in Isaiah talking all about Jesus. 
And this is like a gold mine for Philip because he just so happened to get to walk with Jesus for so many years. He knows Jesus so well. It's like your best friend that's in your bubble next to you. You know them so well. He gets in his carriage, talks about Jesus, and we can kind of be led to think that this man gets to know Jesus all the more after Philip begins to describe who Jesus is and was. Because the man sees this body of water and he says, hey, stop. Am I able to get baptized in this? And Philip's like, yeah, sure, man. I'm down. There's no COVID in there. Let's go. So he baptizes that man on the spot. And that man's life is forever changed. Finally, someone took the time to stop and say, hey, do you know Jesus? Hey, what questions do you have about Jesus? This man's life was forever changed because of Philip. Just on an ordinary day, walking down a 100-kilometer road. Here's why this passage is so beautiful to me. I think this passage is perfectly showing us what a life of following Jesus can look like and should look like. There's nothing complicated about it, but then you're like, oh, there's so much complicated about it. I don't even understand the Bible. But there's nothing complicated about it. Just go with it. Sharing who Jesus is doesn't have to be so tough. And it can be this beautiful life-transforming thing. Because here's the thing. I think Philip sets this beautiful example up where he's just doing his everyday routine. He didn't know that man was going to be on that path. He wasn't told to go down that road because that man was going to be on that road. He was just, that was a part of his day to travel down this 100-kilometer road. But Philip had his eyes opened to every opportunity that could come his way to share who Jesus was. Every opportunity. And he didn't have to plan any event. He didn't have to organize anything. Didn't have to bring any supplies. He was just going about his everyday routine and said, hey, there's a person here and they want to know about Jesus. And he was able to use his story and changes that man's life. And it was as simple as that, of him going about his everyday routine. And then the other thing that's so beautiful that Philip is an amazing example for is that he's recognizing that there's so many people actually searching for something more. That you know, and not everybody is closed off to who Jesus can be for them. There's so many people, they might not be able to say it's Jesus. They may not be able to say it's the God that we follow. But there's so many people who are searching for more, and Philip was aware of that. And I think that applies to today more than ever. <laughs> Life sucks for people right now. <laughs> a lot of people are stressed out. <laughs> they can't wait to go to bed at night because they have a headache from the stresses of the day. <laughs> so many people are out of the job or for many people in this room, you had so many plans of going to this school or you had this occupation planned out and all of that got stripped away. I'm sure none of you planned on doing school online, <laughs> but that's what happened. And life is just not the same for anyone right now. And for many people who don't know who Jesus is, I know they're just searching for more in this world because this world is just so full of dark messages <laughs> and brutal things that just bring them down. It doesn't seem to be a whole lot of light or hope. And all of us have this amazing resource, this amazing message, the amazing experiences that we've had in many of us in our journeys with Jesus 
to share hope and light in some of the darkest places and experiences that people are going through right now. There's so many people searching. And so for Philip, his eyes were open, and he recognized that everybody is searching. And the other thing that was beautiful is there was nobody excluded from the message. Nobody excluded. This eunuch was a total outcast. People who were kind of termed as A-plus God followers wouldn't have nothing to do with this man. And he's sitting in this carriage in a desperate situation. And Philip says, hey, the Jesus I know, we talk to this guy, the Jesus I know wouldn't exclude this person, no matter who they are, no matter what they've done, no matter what they will do, no matter what people define them as. As no matter what people term them as, no matter if people outcast them, nobody is excluded from that message. So my challenge for you is look at Philip's example this week. For some of you, maybe you don't even go outside your house throughout the week because classes are all in front of a computer. Maybe just go to the grocery store with your parents or something. Just get out. And a part of your routine, just have your eyes open and just in everyday life, to an opportunity, and it may not be somebody who's sitting down reading a Bible passage, but it may be someone who just needs someone to show them a little bit of attention, <laughs> to ask them how their day is, to maybe give a little bit of an extra tip at a restaurant because somebody got to wear a mask the whole time that they're working there. Maybe it's th thanking a cashier for someone who, like, who put their life at risk in some of the heights of COVID. <laughs> Taking opportunities in just your everyday mundane routine to share who Jesus is and what he's been to you. Does that make sense? And it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to sit down and make a plan. Just go out your door and open your eyes and say, God, just use me for whatever you have. 